sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Three. And now, you're tuned in to the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. <laughs> it's been a minute okay <laughs> welcome everybody to the navarro miller board i'm your host dave navarro along with this guy who's very well dressed by the way how you doing it's jeremy miller here guys and i'm gonna try and drum up some enthusiasm uh you look, you wear, look wearing fantastic. this wearing this shit hurts it's actually painful so i'm trying to power through that uh, pain tolerance but this is this is pushing it so jeremy you do my best to bring some energy for you guys no this is hard you've never looked better though those that that car the ucla bruins jacket the notre dame hat i gotta tell you I love your outfit. I mean, this is by far the best I've ever seen you look, man. I've seen the logo. The bet was only that I had to wear it. You get the leprechaun ass. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Happy New Year to every single one of you. Happy 2024. I know we haven't been on in a while. We've kind of had a little bit of a Christmas break. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad that... And a Halloween break. We had a lot of, we had a big break. Um, but you know what, though? You know what, though? The best thing right now is that not only are you sporting UCLA and Notre Dame gear on our wonderful podcast, but we are officially for the very first time live on Instagram. So we are broadcasting live on Instagram. What a way to go ahead and premiere broadcasting on Instagram with you wearing that beautiful, beautiful UCLA Notre Dame gear. As I love I said, it. The only thing that's getting me through all this is, hey, your boys helped do exactly what I wanted. You got rid of our crappy defensive coordinator, and and we got another one that's pretty good. I don't know oh, where God. he come from. Oh where, God, where don't, he come from? We don't have to talk about that right now. We don't. We don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Okay. I'm. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. We'll see how it happens next year. Anyways, next season. Anyways, um, so we got a lot of stuff to talk with you guys about. Uh, but, of course, as we always do every single uh, episode, I go ahead and submit Jeremy to some TikTok videos so you can check them out right now. This first one actually hits a little close to home for me because as a Latino, you always have the moms that knew how to flip the tortillas with like with like no care in the world. They don't get burned. I swear the, the ladies, the moms, Latin moms have like rubber in their hands. They never get burned. So this one, this one hits close to home. It's a little it starts off in Spanish, but it's a little bilingual towards the end. Check it out. You almost gave me a concussion. Oh, look, I did it. Así no me insulto las manos. Así. Así, mira. The hell? She even put the 
man or her face. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was actually my mom. Like, she didn't smack me, but she's like, come on. You could, she's like, see, it's easy. It's easy. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with your hands? <laughs> like, I you, man, growing up in the areas I grew up in, most of my friends were, you know, Latino. And I used to go over to their houses all the time. Their grandmothers were always cooking for us. And I mean, these ladies, they didn't even have the, the plancha. They were sitting there doing it over the open burner and just flipping them with their hands, you know, never burning themselves, always fine with it. So, yeah, I, I, I have seen that in in live. And oh, yeah. No, it's insane, dude. And uh, Danny, Danny's actually saying uh, he said, Latino, I thought you were Italian, Dave. Hey, buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've been mixed. I've, I've been I've been uh, mistaken, I should say, for being uh, uh, Armenian, Arabic. I mean, I have Arabic blood in me. So maybe that's probably the reason why. You know, most people are like, dude, you're Latin. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, it's weird. So, but, yeah. No, I'm definitely Latin. Definitely Latino all the way, you see. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, this next one coming up uh, actually has to do with, well, the woke society, the woke people, everything. So, if you're woke or you believe in that, no, I don't want to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> it's very much that simple. So, but this video is actually kind of poking a little fun at that. Check it out. What's up, bro? What's up? Yeah, I'm good. It's like 7 a.m. in the morning. And maybe find something healthier to eat. Bro, this, this is as healthy as it gets. Bro, you're telling me a piece of fried chicken is healthy for Whoa. breakfast? Bro, far out. This is 2023, man. What, you living in the Stone Age or something? What? I'm just saying the fact that you're just assuming that this is fried chicken. It looks like fried chicken to me. Bro, just because it looks like fried chicken, it doesn't mean it's fried chicken. What is All right? This one here identifies as a cucumber. Okay? Bro. And a cucumber is pretty healthy. So just leave me alone and let me enjoy my cucumber. I'm done. I'm done. Far out. <sighs> Again, you know... <laughs> I actually like that diet, you know. I mean, if it looks like, you know, I, I could should identify it as a cucumber because, you know, it's it's a cucumber. Come on, come on, come on. Say what you're gonna say. Say what you're gonna say. <laughs> say what you're gonna say. <laughs> He's well, just there quiet. Are people who push these things to the extreme, I do. I have a bit of an issue with people belittling, um, you know, gender identity and stuff like that. So I I didn't find it real funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the reason why we, you and I, we we clash at certain things, you know. And so this is one of them. Going up, we have another one uh, added here. Uh, this one has to do with uh, drive-throughs. Now, whenever, and I actually did this trick once to somebody. I actually, I don't know if you ever watched. You, you were, you're a fan of Fluffy, right, Gabriel Iglesias? Of course. So he said how he would go up to like the the drive thru be like, "Hi, how are you?" You know that whole skit. Voices and yeah, up. I actually did that once, and it was hilarious because as people, I actually did that voice, and they were like, "What the hell?" You know, this one has to do with the many different ways people approach a drive thru. Quick claggedy duck. This is what the fuck I want. <laughs> Can I get a? Three? Hello. Do you know why I'm here? Uh, no. <laughs> Because I'm hungry. No, let me get one. Uh... <laughs> let me get. Sorry about that. It's okay. Do you speak Spanish? 
Yes, you can avoid it. Okay, cool. Can I get a number six? You just asked me if I see signs for no reason. Basically, but can I get a number six? Can I please get a six piece chicken tender with a Dr. Pepper and a medium Sprite with some ranch and buffalo? You're fucking, you're fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oreo McFlurry, extra Oreo. Oreo McFlurry? Yeah, with extra Oreo. That'll do it. <laughs> you gotta find the right people, man. But you hit somebody on a long shift who's just oh yeah, you got some good reactions, I'm sure. That shit was hilarious. He's like, fuck yeah, 1959. <laughs> <laughs> that one and the dude ordering everything that was out was perfect. He's like, you're fucking with me right now, right? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, Lord. But I have actually one more. And this one actually is a more serious one. This one's actually towards you. Um, this TikTok I actually saw, and I had to go ahead and show it to you because it has to do with Lana Del Rey. Uh, she's actually seen. Well, let me go ahead and, and play you the, the, the TikTok. Here you go. And Lana, what's your opinion of the paparazzi? Do you like or dislike them? Thank you so much. You are seriously depressed. That's why you're so popular. You really did love me. We talked about this at dinner. Yeah, we were so stoked. Thank you, Lana. You're so sweet, Lana. Thank you. Have a good night. Now, on the comments, everybody was saying how messed up she was for ignoring that woman that just kept on, like, trying to, like, get in front of her and everything like that. But there's other comments to say we didn't, like, you guys didn't see the whole thing. She actually had already signed an autograph for this woman. She wanted more to continue to possibly even sell them. Now, Jeremy, you've gone to many red carpet events. I've seen you sign autographs for many people. And uh, has this actually happened to you, like, where, where people, like, just want your signature just to sell it online or something? Oh, it happens all the time and you have to cut people off, um, especially when I do, like you said, the red carpets, uh, things at the Hollywood Museum in particular, uh, because they know that we'll be outside and there's a very narrow area you have to walk through. They'll line up there. Um, yeah, you'll get guys who come up and, you know, you sign one autograph and they pull that one out of the way and they have a stack of like 20. Mm -hmm. Okay this isn't the golden era of growing pains you don't have 20 family and friends who found out you were going to come here and begged you to get my signature you're obviously selling them so no i'm not going to sit there for 10 minutes and sign all your autographs it's just not going to happen um i have no problem with people selling the autograph it's not a big deal that's what collectors do that's what the autograph shows are mostly about is the collectors filling out their stuff trading them selling them so i have no issue with that but i'm not about to sit here and just sign a ton of them for you to sell and make you know try and make a living off of me yeah so i it's not my obligation to do so and truthfully it's no celebrity's obligation to stop in the first place now i believe that you should i believe the ones who don't are you know being a jerk but you know one maybe two and that's it so and you know i also i won't sign blank pages because people 
print those out onto eight by tens and then try and sell them as your autograph and different things like that. So yeah, you have to be careful with what you're signing. Uh, you don't sign blank pages as well because they can try and copy that onto checks and other documents and contracts. So yeah, celebrities have to be careful with their signature and you know, it, if that was the case that she had given this person one already and the person just kept doing it, that's what the autograph hounds who sell them do. Mm -hmm. They're persistent. They don't take no for an answer. If, you know, if it was somebody who had a legitimate reason for needing that many, she'd start explaining why she'd get maybe upset or offended. She wouldn't do it. No, she's got her head down. She's going to plow ahead and she's going to just keep getting in her way and try and get them. That is definitely what they call an autograph hound who is trying to sell, you know, all the extras she gets. And, you know, she's under absolutely no obligation to sit there and do that for her. Very true. Very true. We got uh, some people commenting right now. Uh, we have, uh, well, Meg all the way out in Florida saying that, uh, you know, she wants, I want an autograph. <laughs> she wants one. Uh, she also uh, followed that up with, give the Florida woman an autograph. <laughs> well, she was trying to get someone to bring the Florida woman to my upcoming autograph show. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, actually, here's a good chance for you to plug that. I mean, I know you have an autograph show coming up when, at the, on the 29th, I think it is, in Pasadena, uh, California. 20, the 28th which is a Saturday, I believe. And it's at the uh, Pasadena Convention Center and it's the Pasadena Comic-Con. So it'll be my first time going there. They've got a lot of great people coming. I am most excited about Sid Croft from Marty, uh, Sid and Marty Croft uh, Productions, you know, HR Puffin stuff and Land of the Lost and Sigmund the Sea Monster and Friends. And uh, another little thing a lot of people may not know Sid and Marty Croft produced Pryor's Place, which was Richard Pryor's little variety show that was one of my first jobs. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Sid and Marty Croft are absolute legends in the industry. And if you were a child of the 70s or 80s, believe me, you I know you remember them. And uh, he's going to be there signing his artwork and signing, you know, autographs. So I'm really looking forward to that, too. Nice, nice. We also have Derek saying that uh, I still have my autograph, Jeremy. So Are you just rubbing it into Meg, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JC Strickland is also saying uh, if you did an auto for me, Jeremy Miller, I'd never sell it. Uh, of course, as we have discussed, you are one of my heroes and have been most of my life. You rock. You know, JC, I love you for that and also for making him read that because that was agony for him. <laughs> JC, JC, aim higher, bro. Aim higher. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's all for the TikTok. Uh, uh, TikToks I'm going to submit you to uh, today, Jeremy. We have some uh, interesting news, actually, because we just kind of like put everything together really fast. I mean, it's been a while since we've been here. So I was like, OK, we got to go ahead and get this thing going. Uh, but you decided to go ahead and give me uh, a couple of very interesting news topics for outlandish news, one including nude man goes cannonballing. I, and in my you i haven't heard we we usually do pre-production usually tell me what this is about like briefly but this these stories i don't even know what they're about so what the hell is this about so this one's a weird one because we don't have a lot of details a man in alabama crashed his car into a bass pro shops he wasn't being chased by the police oh i he heard about crashed this. his car into the bass pro shops ran out of the car 
stripped off his clothes oh my and God. nude cannonballed into the giant aquariums they have in Bass Pro Shops. He then proceeded to stay in there and stand under the waterfall, climb out, yell more at police, and then dive back into the aquarium, where he continued to yell at customers. Then tried to get out a third time, slipped, fell onto the concrete, and he was apprehended. Here's the thing. We have no details. This is what's <laughs> killing me. We don't know the why. We don't know what he was on. We don't know. Is he from Florida? That's Alabama and Florida are off. I mean, they're right there. You know? so, they kind of go inside. Sorry, Meg. Sorry. But it, honestly, I want the details on this so badly. You know, did he just have a hot flash and just needed to get to Bass Pro Shops really, really quickly? Um, I mean, maybe he let off a fart and a lighter right by the fart, you know? <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, I'm on fire. <laughs> Hey, it, my a buddy of mine did that once. Okay, so it wouldn't surprise me if something like that happened. <laughs> oh Lord, I swear! I, what the hell do they have going on down there? Pink lady is actually saying she's like that. Must have been some good drugs. <laughs> Seriously, I, there's got to be at least a half a pharmaceutical list related to that. So, oh my God, that's awesome though. Um, well. But you actually had more than just one story this time around, and then you're talking about uh, the the next story is ancient city on Earth. This makes me nervous because whenever something like that happens, something bad follows. Uh, <laughs> We've seen it in all movies. No, this is some really cool stuff. So a huge ancient city has actually been found in the Amazon, hidden for thousands of years by the dense, dense vegetation and everything. Mm -hmm. So up until now, historians, archaeologists, everybody has believed that anybody who resided in the in the Amazon, actually in the rainforest, they were more nomadic, temporary little societies, you know, a few huts, a few whatever. No, this is a, let me see if I can get the square footage right. This is a 300 square kilometer so 116 square mile area where they found multiple buildings uh temples it's it's almost like the old ancient sites at Angkor Wat in Cambodia and Machu Picchu in I believe Peru Machu Picchu Machu Picchu um I, it's like that and they never knew there was anything of that size and magnitude they said this place was easily large enough to have housed tens of thousands if not a hundred thousand people wow and they have never believed that anyone lived in those type of numbers in that type of a large setting in that area ever so this re just throws into complete limbo everything they thought they knew about the amazon and the people down there that's bananas, man. Like so they use lasers to map it all out because a lot of it's still underground and also buried by just the dense vegetation. But imagine what they'll find. In, oh, they're gonna start sending in crews to start checking it out and start researching, unearthing, and everything else. So this could be one of the biggest archaeological discoveries in the last hundred years, easily. Well, J.C. Strickland did, said it right. Talk about your land of the yeah. lost. That sounds huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew your immature little mind was going to go there. 
<laughs> oh, come on. You can't leave the door open. <laughs> I'm going to walk in. I'm going to walk in. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's pretty cool. Though. Like, all jokes aside, that's actually pretty cool. That's actually, like, I'm actually, I'm you know, if there's any, like, follow-ups as to what they find, I'd love to hear what they find down there, you know? I mean, there's got to be so many secrets. We'll be, we'll be hearing about the initial, but you got to figure with a site that large and that buried in the dense dense amazon it's so hard to even get down there you're not going to be allowed to go in with heavy excavation equipment because you're going to destroy the the amazon and the rainforest yeah. so it's going to be a long long excavation i mean it they'll still probably be unearthing large amounts of that when we're long gone wow well i'm looking forward to it let's see what they got uh to show us the more they dig in uh in other crazy outlandish news phony names at emmys what's this about so here's an interesting one. It turns out ESPN has had to return 37 Emmys. Now, this is not the wins. Basically, over the last, uh, there's been a scheme over the last decade uh, to two decades where employees at ESPN were submitting made-up names for on-air personalities so that they could get more physical Emmys to be able to give to people in the production who were not eligible for them. Oh, wonderful. So, you know, here, here's your trophy basically, you know, and yes, everybody from the top to the bottom is important in a production. Every, I mean, everybody is important from the guy who is sweeping up all the way up, but there are rules and you are not eligible for the actual trophy. Mm -hmm. if you don't hold a certain position with that show. Correct. And they were submitting falsehoods over, apparently the scheme has been going on for almost 20 years. Wow. And ESPN found out about it and is returning 37 physical Emmys, uh, not the nominations or the actual wins, but 37 physical awards back to um, the Emmy Academy. Wow, talk about a freaking huge waste of time and a huge like it's a, that's a hassle for whoever who for whoever is in charge of that to go ahead and do all that because I mean that's that's just that was very irresponsible and I hope that whoever was responsible you know has some big consequences with that because that's just not right to go ahead and you know do something like that especially since you know everybody win everybody waits for this all year and mm -hmm. something like that happens you know I mean that's that's just not right for like many reasons so but we got uh well thank you for the, all those wonderful stories all of them were freaking awesome especially the cannonball one that one's actually you know top up there we got some more news uh coming at you but uh you know including selena gomez has an on again off again relationship with social media but first we got some commercials for you enjoy everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. You'd think they would get brains for Christmas. Come on. Like, you would think that. You would think that they would actually give them something. You, you gotta ask the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> in entertainment news selena gomez has an on again off again relationship with social media now we all know selena 
has had issues with trolls, issues with people like pretty much uh, ragging on her for so many reasons from uh, weight lay, weight, weight gain, weight loss to who she's dating uh, to what's going on with her. I mean, she keeps on going on and off from social media. Uh, the most recent one was after the, uh, the golden globe awards. There was, uh, there was speculation because she walked up to Taylor Swift during the, the awards and whispered something people were saying were uh, all automatically insinuating that she was talking about Timothy Chalamet and uh, 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 Ky- uh, Kylie Jenner uh, that were both at the golden globes. They were there together. They're obviously, we all know that they're dating and everything. So they were say- saying that she was talking crap about them or something like that, which none of it was true. This is all just people speculating, but they were also talking smack about her relationship with uh, with uh, the guy that she's dating right now with Benny Blanco. Uh, they're talking about how Benny Blanco, you know, she went from Justin Bieber to Benny Blanco and how he's not that attractive and all this other stuff to the point that she just got so upset with it that she said, okay, I'm gone from social media again. But this is like the third or fourth time that she does this. It's like, you know what, Selena, if you're going to be off, be off for a long time. But at the same time, I understand why she's back on the social media kind of has to do with a lot of her, uh, with a lot of what she promotes, her music, her projects, everything. So she needs social media. Unfortunately, we all need social media, unfortunately, to be able to promote our products. And fortunately with how much we need, we also have to take everything that you know trolls bring into the table as well i mean jeremy you're on social media you i know that you i know how you feel about it a lot i mean to the point that tiktok's there you won't touch it even though you have a page on tiktok you won't touch it with a 10-fold pole but yet you're still on instagram you're still on facebook and you don't seem to want to go away as much as i've prayed for you to go away you don't seem to want to go away what, what what's oh, the no, that's what's where you're wrong i want to go away uh, believe me, I want to go away. Um, but social media, unfortunately, is a necessary evil in the entertainment business right now. Uh, you really can't get around it. So I, I don't have a choice. That's just the God's honest truth. If I could be done with social media, I probably would wash my hands and walk away. Um but truthfully it's just not possible if you're going to be in the media at all and that's entertainment that's anything now if you're doing podcasting if you're doing news any form of media now is very based on social media um it's it's just the way it is so yeah i i get why she you know gets fed up and goes away but the truth is that monkey's on your back you got no choice you know and the more you tie in you know the more endorsement deals she has the more products that she puts together because i know she's got like her own skincare thing and all this other stuff you know the more products that she's actually doing those things don't sell unless you get a big you know i mean nowadays it's the the old model's dead you don't go to target or mervyn's or whoever and go oh my god give me 20 million dollars and you can sell my brand exclusively those things happen occasionally still but for the most part all these celebrities are pumping them out on social media through their own brand and it's just the way of the world right now i you can want to get away from it as much as you can but if you're going to be in this business you are tied to it right now irrevocably 
there's no choice to it. Well, uh, so, I mean, and like you said, you know, I mean, it is what it is. She's back on after only being off it for 20 hours. And we'll see how long she lasts being on it again. <laughs> yes. Still longer than some shares marriages. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know. You just had to go there. <laughs> you just had to go there. <laughs> there were about five different people I could have said. She was just uh, the first name that popped into my head. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, oh, okay, we'll just use share. How about that? <laughs> TMZ, I hope they're watching. <laughs> it's going to be uh, the next headline. Uh, former child star Jeremy Miller and Cher begin feud. <laughs> yeah, right. Cher doesn't have a clue who I am. <laughs> That's probably what she's going to say when they ask her, like, who? <laughs> that would be my favorite. I swear I'd, I'd make a meme of that. That'd be my new, uh, my new Facebook page. No kidding. That would be hilarious. Well, we'll just see what happens, how long Selena Gomez stays on and how long she stays off. So we'll see what happens. In other entertainment news, some sad news for uh, Nicole Eggert as she announced her stage two breast cancer diagnosis uh, earlier this week. She says that she She's been getting an outpour of support from uh, both financially and emotionally from many of her famous friends uh, on the heels of revealing her cancer diagnosis. Now, Jeremy, uh, I know you knew Nicole, and uh, this is news to you. You just heard about this just today from me. Yeah, this is this is new to me, and this is, of course, saddening. Um, you know, I certainly wasn't best friends with Nicole or anything like that, but we, we traveled a lot together. Uh, we went on a lot of the kind of young actor junket press tour things and did spend a lot of time doing that kind of thing together and she was always very sweet with me she was great very kind very nice to me even though i was younger um it's it's just sad to hear when anybody's dealing with this i'm glad she's getting the outpouring of support that she is uh i know you had mentioned that she's been getting some financial outpouring as well which is great because i know you know she probably needs it uh sag has definitely messed with a lot of our insurances and um i mean we already talked about shannon doherty losing her insurance you know sag taking it away when she was in the middle of her brain cancer uh, you know brain tumor fight mm -hmm. so i'm sure I'm sure Nicole could use the help and I'm glad people are stepping up to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's hard, but you know, she's always been a fighter and I'm sure she'll, she'll keep going with it. And I mean, at least it's stage two. <clears throat> so that's, that's still, uh, from what I understand, medically speaking, that's still very much treatable. Uh, it gets a little bit tougher when it starts getting to the late stages of stage three, especially stage four, where Shannon Doherty uh, is currently battling as well. So, I mean, it's I mean, this is definitely uh, something that happens to many women, unfortunately. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it sucks. It sucks. But I'm glad that I, like you, I'm glad that Nicole is getting uh, a lot of support, a lot of financial help as well, because sometimes SAG just, you know, they just don't they're not there for their for their actors that made them a lot of money uh, in insurance wise so i mean you know what else what else can i say Sorry, about another no way to say it you know there really is it there really is the union has let us down in a lot of ways yep so i mean fighting in a lot of good ways i'm not i'm not somebody who's just going to bash them all over the place but in a lot of these ways especially medically uh they have forgotten about a lot of us yeah, no, no doubt. And uh, J.C. Strickland is saying uh, uh, prayers for Nicole Eggert. Uh, uh, we have uh, Pink Lady also saying uh, prayers going for, up for Nicole Eggert and Shanna Doherty. Uh, I mean, these are these are iconic heartthrobs of many of our childhood. You know, I mean, 
we all had crushes on them. I definitely had a crush on Nicole Eggert uh, when she was in Charles in Charge and definitely in Baywatch, <laughs> you know, as we all did. Um, so, I mean, I hope that she definitely, uh, you know, pulls through from this and uh, we hear her, we hear good news of maybe uh, cancer gone or in remission. So we'll just go ahead and uh, keep an eye out for that. In other entertainment news, uh, Jill Roberts explains why nude scenes aren't for her. Now, as you know, another heartthrob for all of us. Julia Roberts, pretty woman. I mean, we all, we all like go gaga for for Julia. I mean, oh, that yeah. woman doesn't age; she just gets better <laughs> as she gets older. I mean, she's just a stunning, stunning woman. Uh, but she went ahead and she she told Vogue UK. Uh, this is a quote actually from TMZ.com uh, that. Uh, it's just basically a deliberate decision as, as she put it, choosing not to do something as opposed to doing something. Uh, so, I mean, as, as an actor, Jeremy, uh, there's many people that choose to go ahead and do nude scenes. There's many people that don't choose. And a lot of people believe that possibly not doing nude scenes could mess with their career uh, as to and and some people believe that it can mess your career up. I mean, I mean, I don't ever want to see you nude, ever, ever in this lifetime. But if you were to have that type of, I was uh, say it last week, folks. Ha ha ha! He was begging me for screenshots. You know what? You know what? Don't 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 go ahead. Don't don't go ahead and you know make things up to make yourself feel better. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to make yourself feel better <laughs> no but seriously like you know have if you were faced with an opportunity you know all jokes aside if you're faced with an opportunity to actually they say hey jeremy we need you to do this nude scene uh would you feel comfortable or have you ever been in a situation like that where they've asked you to do something like that in a movie um i have never done nude i have uh been in a couple of situations that were maybe a little more revealing or sexual than I, I was led to believe before I signed the contract to, uh, to do the film or show. Um, but it's a personal choice, you know, it really is. I, I have no issue with anybody choosing to do it or not to do it. What I do take a little bit of issue is that female actors are just expected to. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody makes an issue out of a guy not doing nude scenes. You know, they, they don't. But when a woman does, says she's not going to do nude scenes, this is a big deal. This is news. No, what's news is that she's expected to. You know, that's and that's part of that double standard that has always existed in Hollywood. Um, that's, that's just the facts. Women are generally expected to do nude scenes. And that's what they're going to try and tell them, isn't it? It'll further your career because you're going to be the hot girl. And the, the, But the fact is, it can ruin your career as quickly as it can help your career. It all depends. So now that I'm with Joni, her and I have had these discussions. Um, <clears throat> if for some reason they felt an ass shot was necessary to the story, then yes, that would be fine. God, no. <laughs> For a price. You're like, you're, you're like, I got to do like the butt clenches. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> I got to go to work out. It's in tennis. It's still one of my best assets. But, um, Get it? Um, <laughs> pun intended. Pun very much intended. But, anyway, but that's because I'm with someone who would not be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. you know, 
not that anybody's begging to see me in some, you know, raunchy sex scene, but I wouldn't do anything that showed more than, you know, a tush shot or whatever. Um, back in the day, if for some reason it, if it was necessary for the scene, if it was necessary for the story, if it, that's how I've always been about doing, you know, anything for film or TV, you know, I'll portray, I'll portray any type of character, you know, as long as it serves a point in that story, as long as it's not just gratuitous and just thrown in for no reason. Mm -hmm. um, as long as that's the case, then yeah, back in the day, I would have. Um, you know, if it was, uh, I don't know what reason you would have to have to see, you know, if it was a rape scene, if it was, I don't know what it, you know, if it was something along those lines where the director and the producer felt that me actually being nude for the scene would benefit the story and the power of the scene, then yeah, I would have done it. But again, that's just a personal choice. And I, I don't think anybody should be, you know, made to feel like they should or have to. True, true. I mean, uh, you know, I do it for free, but that's just me. Um, JC Strickland uh, said, Jeremy Miller, you're dead on. Hollywood almost uses nude scenes as a requisite for women, but not men, which is not only sexist, but a ridiculous double standard. Uh, that's very true. Um, I mean, you know, I'm a very bashful person, not in my private life, but definitely in my public thing. I mean, if I were to be asked to like do some sort of like nude scene, I'd have to really, really think about it because I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a strange thing for me, you know, privately fine, but publicly not so much. <laughs> maybe maybe back when I was in my 20s and, and you know, on spring break, maybe that's a different story. So. <laughs> I know a lot worse. Anyways, oh, and we have Joni actually uh, went ahead and posted. She says body double. So there you go. There's your answer. You got a body double. You know, you don't have to do it. You know, you get someone else to do it for you. Your fiance has spoken. Yes. And that's that's the final say in this. So. <laughs> oh man no that's but i mean you know like i said you know to each their own julia she goes ahead and chooses what she does what she does i mean she's such in a high position now that she can just pretty much write her own checks at this point uh she doesn't have to do anything that she doesn't want to absolutely and you know i have a lot of respect for the women who stand up and say no i'm not going to do that because i'm not comfortable with it Yep. You know, I'm not putting any of the women down who go ahead and do it, especially the ones who don't have an issue with it, who are who aren't being manipulated into doing it. You know, I know a lot of women do get manipulated into doing it. And the other side of that as well is, you know, casting directors and producers have used this kind of crap to mm -hmm. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, um, I, I have a friend who was a very, very beautiful girl. Um, she was one of my best friends in sixth grade and I helped her kind of get into the business a little bit mm -hmm. and she was pretty busty at a young age, um, you know, and when she started auditioning by the age of 15 to 16, she regularly had casting directors trying to get her to take her top off in the interviews wow. and shit like that. She and was still a minor. Oh yeah. They, they didn't care. I mean, now, you know, they're, oh, you know, you just leave your bra on, but it's going to be this kind of scene. And, da, da, you know, they'd try to, and she'd walk out. Her mom would come in and basically threaten their lives. Good. Um, I'd kill them, dude. That, no, that's not right. Like I said, this double standard has gone on for a long time, and a lot of people utilize it for bad. 
So it's it's just it's something we don't need. There are very few times where nudity is going to benefit the plot or move the story along. A lot of times it's just thrown in to, you know, get horny guys to go see the film. I mean, it's just that simple. And, you know, nobody should be. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, we know. Stop, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Put that away. Put that away. What's the matter with you? No, sorry. It has a mind of its own. Sorry. <laughs> you know, the bird. <laughs> sorry, it just does that. It's just sorry. It just you know, sorry. It just you know happens. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that scene. By the way. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, props. I mean, props to her and props to you too, Jeremy. You know, because I mean, you guys know your worth and you do the correct thing. You, if it's pertinent to the story, then yeah. We'll think about it. <laughs> you know, Dave Stella will think about it anyway. So, <laughs> well, we got some more stuff coming out your way. We got some sports, including, and this is kind of entertainment slash sports, the feud between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. We'll talk a little bit more about that because we got a lot to talk about that coming up right after this. Listening to stuff has never been so enjoyable. If you had the misfortune to have been born after 1990, then you missed out on a lot of cool stuff. Then is Now Podcast is here to remedy that. Join Rigor and his dedicated band of rotating hosts as they tackle pop culture of the past and how it relates today. From celebrity interviews to film and TV discussion and beyond, Then Is Now Podcast brings you up to speed on all the cool stuff that you should know about. Plus, the East meets the West. If you enjoy movies that have lots of shooting and fighting, then there's a whole world of films out there that you don't even know about. Join our hosts on a journey as they discuss the amazing kung fu films of the Shaw Brothers and western films made in Italy that have become known as Spaghetti Westerns. Action, adventure, kung fu fighting, both shows and more can be found at havenpodcasts.com. Warning may cause nostalgic feelings and eliminate boredom. I think it will, it does eliminate boredom. I got to be honest. <laughs> it really, really does. I told you, I've tuned in and I really dig them. So. Nice, nice. Well, now all of you could tune in as well on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, in sports and slightly entertainment news, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel uh, feud. And obviously, we, we've we heard about what happened. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee podcast uh, initially and kind of uh, said, you know, talked about the Epstein list and how it's coming out and how uh, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, hopes that this doesn't come out. Jimmy Kimmel got upset, got really pissed. First, he tweeted saying, hey, you know, any allegations, we could go ahead and handle this in court practically. Uh, he went on X, not tweeted anymore. He X'd, I guess it's called now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that had a whole nother meaning back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Um, <laughs> we're not going to go again, spring break. Um, anyways, uh, so basically uh, they went back and forth um, and uh, and Jimmy went on the Jimmy Kimmel short show and went on a 13 minute just bag on, on Aaron Rodgers. I watched the whole thing. I was like, wow. Basically saying that Aaron Rodgers was a college dropout and how, you know, he basically has no brains. Uh, you know, here's a man that uh, was trying to prove how the vaccine was wrong and how, you know, he knows more than doctors. <laughs> he just went off on Aaron Rodgers fully from top to bottom. Then Aaron Rodgers went ahead and said, I never called Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. I didn't call him this. I didn't call him that. 
No, Aaron, you didn't call him that. You insinuated, which is practically the same damn thing. What he was trying to do, he was trying to backpedal. And he kept hitting that wall right behind him every single time he backpedaled. It's like, dude, no, no, no. Don't try to backpedal. Okay, you said what you said. Own up to it and apologize. But instead of apologizing, he said, I never called him that. No, bro, you insinuated. Let's get something real clear. That's exactly what you did. And an insinuation is might as well be the same thing as calling them that, in my opinion. So, honestly, um, there was no apology. I'm actually thinking, and, and 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 Pat McAfee actually, since he was kind of in the middle of this whole thing, and he was responsible for having someone like Aaron Rodgers on his show, benched him for a little bit, but brought him back. And this time, when Aaron Rodgers came back, he was talking all sports, nothing political, nothing talking about Aaron, uh, Epstein or Jimmy or anybody else for that matter. He kept it completely of sports, which is that was what he was supposed to do to begin with. Now, Jeremy. I see you nodding your head. I see you smiling. I got to hear what's going on in that brain of yours. <laughs> well, you you know what's going on. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is an idiot. I, I'm I'm sorry. It's I I don't have the factual proof. I don't have his transcripts from you know Cal to back it up. But you know, I mean, given he got into a you know Ivy League school, Berkeley is top notch. But the fact is, he did it by playing football. We have no idea whether his, he actually went to classes, whether he did any of his work. Um, but the man's, I mean, I'm sorry. I, how am I supposed to respect the intellect of a man who gets his medical advice from Joe Rogan? Uh, <laughs> I, that's, I, I don't, anything you have to say, you've lost all credibility with me. I'm sorry. No. Um, and as someone who has had someone online accuse me of being a pedophile, um i didn't know that it pisses you off oh yeah back in the day when my son was playing uh when my oldest son was playing football johnny Uh was working she had a day job as a uh, cna taking care of um elderly patients and she wasn't able to go to his games so i was the one who went to his practices and went to his games and some idiots on the chat rooms online started saying that I was there at the games scouting out young boys and all this other bullshit. Wow. That, yeah. I never heard you. You never told me that story until right oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a and, freaking I mean, I idiot, was, I dude. Was pissed, but you, wanna, you, you think I was pissed. Joni lost it. She is like, she lost it. She had that thread taken down off of whatever message board, IMDB or whatever else it was. And, but, yeah, you you accuse somebody of something that big, you better be willing to back it up and you better have proof. Oh yeah. Especially in today's day and age, you can get someone or their family members killed with that kind of crap. So yep. I mean, this is when this happened with us, this was 20, you know, 15 to 18 years ago. And we didn't have the same level of craziness going on. But I was still infuriated. I mean, I'm there supporting my son, trying to be there for him during his games when his mom isn't able to be there. And yeah, that's what all these ass wipes online started, you know. So there's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be. Yeah, but but that's taking it too far. That's taking it like you you can be to that level. If you take it to that level, you've crossed a line. And, you know, you know me, I'm a very peaceful guy now, but. That's the kind of thing that'll make me forget my uh, <laughs> my uh, 
Christ following ways and no, I wouldn't blame you. So Dude, you, you, I, I, I cannot blame Jimmy. I wish he wouldn't mm -hmm. have gone on the rant. I wish he wouldn't have given him the extra time and attention. Oh, but that was just Jimmy venting. He needed to oh, get that know, out. He was I pissed. I, I absolutely know it is. But for me, I would have liked to see him just ignore it and let him shout into the wind. I've said it a thousand times. Let crazy shout into silence and crazy goes away. It's one of my favorite comedians talked about it. He's like, if you're walking down the street and some guy walks up to you and goes, I'm the king of Denmark, you cross the street and you ignore him. Online, we go, well, here, let me tell you the 25 reasons why you're not the king of Denmark. And I'm going to argue it. Let crazy shout into silence and crazy sure. goes away. Don't give it the attention. That's very true. I would have like, liked to see him ignore it. Um, but I can understand completely why he. Well, did. he's got a family. Well, not not only that, but I mean, according to him, he also was getting like messages. His wife was getting messages. Yeah. It's spilled over to his private life. I mean, if it, I, I'm 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 gonna assume that if it hadn't spilled over into Jimmy's private life, he probably would have ignored it and passed through. But it's spilled over into his family, and when you when it hits your family, that's when it's like, wait a second, me is one thing, my family is another. Okay, now it's just crossing that line, and now I need to address this properly and make this idiot look like exactly what he is, an idiot. So, I mean, I could see why he did it. I understand why he did it, you know, and it just sucks. People suck sometimes, you know, like with uh, with doing that kind of stuff. We have a uh, pink lady also uh, commented. She said, someone did that to my fiancé because he likes anime. People need to stop labeling and trolling. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people like anime. I don't understand why you would think, why people would think you're a pedophile just because you like anime. That doesn't make any freaking sense. Um, Danny is saying uh, exactly Jimmy Kimmel did the right thing this week. So, yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people will agree with what, what Jimmy Kimmel did was correct. And I mean, I was actually, after Aaron said, I, or trying to backpedal, I was hoping Jimmy would address that. In the way I just did, it'd be like, no, bro, you did call him that. You, uh, you want, you want to go ahead and put a nice little bow on top of shit. Guess what? It's still shit. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to change the fact of the matter that it's still what it is. So, uh, it's it is what it is. You know, we'll see if Jimmy has anything else to say. I know Aaron is going to shut his mouth from this point on because he's not going to want to say anything else. Uh, in other sports news. Jared Mayo to take uh, to take over coaching. I messed up that for New England Patriots after Bill Belichick departure. As we all know, legendary coach Bill Belichick has parted ways. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to. You see me arguing. Um, <laughs> we argue a lot, but that's not one I'm going to argue uh, has depart has parted ways with the New England Patriots. And now, uh, you know, it, that's that's given way for Jared Mayo uh, to replace him. Now, Jared Mayo is 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 a good replacement for him. But now the question remains, will he actually do well with uh, with New England? And where is Bill going to go? Because he didn't necessarily say he's retiring. So that means that more than likely, he's probably going to go to another team if he decides to continue on next season. I mean, Jeremy, your thoughts on all this? I don't see Bill heading to another team next season. Um, anytime you have a tenure as long as his, my bet is he takes a year or two 
to, you know, sit in the booth, be a commentator. Not that he needs the freaking money, but <laughs> no um, kidding. You know, just so he can stay around the game. But I don't see if he wants to coach again, he'll get the opportunity anywhere he wants. But unless some perfect opportunity that he's been dreaming of comes up, I'd, I'd expect him to take, you know, probably two years before before he, uh, you know, decides to coach again. But I <coughs> I wish Jared Mayo nothing but the best, but I think it's very smart of them to go with kind of an internal promotion because honestly, even if you bring in another legendary coach, you're asking him to fill pretty much impossible shoes. Mm -hmm. Belichick, although a good coach, had the perfect storm. He had the quarterback who worked his system perfectly. It's very Bill Walsh and Joe Montana-esque. Um, you know, neither was ever really the same without the other. Mm -hmm. Um, the way the Patriots have been the last few years, it's not like they're some powerhouse and they just need a great coach to take them to the championship. Yep. They got a lot of work to do. So I think a couple of years with a young guy, promote him from inside. Anything he does now is gravy. You know, if they went with another legend, everybody starts expecting wins now. They're expecting them, them to bring him back to the promised land right away. I think it's smart. Give this kid a couple years. Maybe it works. I mean, maybe he clicks and the players love playing for him and you found your guy. But if not, you only wasted a couple of years. You got some rebuilding done. And now you can go out and hire the coach that you want. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I, I wish him nothing but the best. Well, uh, definitely we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, whatever team decides to pick him up, uh, pick Bill up, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because that'll be a brand new team, brand new players, brand new coaching scheme, brand new everything for, for Bill Belichick. So, I mean, maybe he should say it takes a little bit of time off to kind of reassess what he wants to do. I mean, I honestly, yeah, honestly, I mean, we all know Pete Carroll retired I honestly think that Bill, it's it's that time. It's that time for Bill to go ahead and, you know, hang up his his whistle and say goodbye to the game. But a lot of these guys, just like players, they don't want to leave. They they want to, they can't leave. It's all they know. It's all they want. It's all they love. It's tough. You know, it's tough to, to go ahead and say goodbye. You know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't blame him if he, if he didn't want to. So we'll just have to see what happens. In other sports news, uh, Kansas City Chiefs player offers to pay for fan subscription to watch the Chiefs game. Uh, I kind of heard about this. I mean, many people, many subscribers, many uh, Chiefs fans, many football fans in general are kind of upset that Peacock is uh, playing games that, you know, on their subscription, on their on their network and not on television where where they want it to be, because not everybody uh, has Peacock. Not everybody subscribes to those streaming sites. Sometimes it could be because they don't want to. Sometimes it could be because they don't want to watch just one thing on the network and not watch the rest. It's a waste of money. So it kind of sucks that Peacock is pushing and forcing people to subscribe to their network just so they could watch one game of one of their favorite teams. Well, I will go the other direction with it. This is on the league. That's plain and simple. This is on the league. 
you know, of course the streaming sites are going to be trying to do this, trying to get exclusive rights. It'll boost their revenue, their business. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and all these other leagues, your job is to make sure your fans can see the game so that interest keeps up in the game. That's why the playoffs have always been on regional networks or at the very least espn which i believe even the playoffs have never been on espn because they haven't been on cable the playoffs have always been regional networks fox and cbs and nbc so that the most amount of people could see the big events that's what keeps people getting interested that's what brings in new people interested in the game so i i think it's it's a disservice to their fans and it's counterproductive for their business model because you're limiting your fan base by, by going with these streaming, you know, exclusives and it's, it's becoming more common. Amazon now has the Thursday night game for the NFL. Uh, Mm -hmm. Baseball did it with a couple of different games last year. The NBA is exploring it right now. It's awful for the fans. And if you don't have the fans, you don't have a game. Very true. You don't Very have a business. True. So it's it's something they're going to need to look at and something they're going to need to fix really soon. But shout out to, I'm going to screw this name up, Charles Omenihu, <laughs> who is a Kansas City Chiefs player. And he just, he was pissed. He saw that a lot of their fans weren't going to be able to do it. And given, I mean, I don't know what this guy's salary is, but he's picking up 90 subscriptions for Kansas City fans. Um, They're getting a three-month subscription, and he's paying for it out of his own pocket so that more fans can get to watch the game. And he's really doing it as a statement just to say, hey, this is wrong. So, you know, more power to him for doing that and standing up because, honestly, I don't blame the streaming services. I blame the leagues. They can't let this happen. They are the ones who need to protect the fan base's interest in the game. Agreed. 100% agreed. I mean, they uh, they really... It's just it's it's a it's a really messed up, screwed up situation that they're trying to go ahead and do. And I, you know, I I approve. I mean, I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, obviously, but, you know, I got to give props to this dude for doing that. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where we all want to watch. We all want to watch. And it's not just the Kansas City Chiefs uh, team, all teams for that matter. We all want to watch our favorite teams. Granted, I subscribe to peacock and a few other ones because i like the stuff that's on there but i don't want to be forced to it you know what i mean i I don't want to be forced to like watch games on there just because that's the only place where it's going to be playing on because pretty soon people are just going to find streaming networks online that are free and just do it that way too Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's happened many times still goes on to this day so we'll see we'll see what happens now before we go ahead and take off here we are talking we are briefly we gotta talk about nfl playoffs fantasy football season's over thank God, um, <laughs> you know, until next year when we start pulling our hair. Uh, but you know, we have a big game coming this weekend: Cowboys versus the Packers. That game is, you know, of course, you you already know where I'm going to go with that. My boys, you know, go pack, go all the way over here. But that's still going to be a tough one against the against the Cowboys. I mean, well, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't know about round one. I mean. The Packers have been coming around. They're definitely playing better ball. Uh, Dallas has been almost unstoppable at different times. That offense of theirs has just been racking it up left and right. But 
they have a history and Dak has a history of choking it up in the playoffs. So I truly expect them to lose by the second round. Um, I don't know if it'll be in the first round, but uh, I, I expect them to do what they always do, have a great regular season and blow it in the playoffs. And uh, go Detroit. <laughs> Sorry. Go God. And you're not even a Detroit fan. You're just allowed to go ahead and stick it to me for that reason. No, I told you. I The Lions and the Bills are long-suffering football fans who just have not gotten a championship. Get better! And I want them... Well, Get did. better! That's why, they're, they're, that's why they're better than the Packers this year. Oh, and that's God. Why they have, a, have a better seed, and that's why they're having a shot. Whereas, as you admitted, the Packers, if they get out of the second round, will be lucky. Yeah, I'm. Not, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'm not gonna lie. That's. I mean, I'm a Packer fan. I hope they do well. But let's be realistic here. Uh, as far, I mean, I and I told you this before. I go for the Bills over the 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 over the 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 you know little baby Lions. I'll go. I go with the Bills on that one. I honestly want the Bills to win because of all the crap that they've gone through with Kansas city, every single time Kansas city just eliminates them. And that, that look on their face every single year, I want them to win for that reason. I want them to actually do it. That's why I'm rooting. I really don't care who I want. One of those two teams. I really Detroit again, hasn't, hasn't even won their division in 30 years, much less won a playoff game. Um, They suck. You know, that's it. They have for a long time. They don't anymore. You can be as bitter as you want, but they got a Whatever. great coach and they're actually a really fun team to watch this year. Whatever. So I, I would love to see their fans or the Bills fans get, you know, finally get that championship to bring home. Well, we're going to go ahead and watch it. It's coming up on Sunday. I think, is there a game on Saturday? I don't remember. Yeah, there's two on Saturday and the rest are Sunday and Monday. Well, we're going to have to go ahead and find out what happens, which teams are going to go ahead and uh, make it to the next round. Again, uh, Jeremy, you got your uh, autograph signing. I'm going to be prom- I'm going to I'm going to do this for you because I'm a nice guy. I'm the nice guy that I am. And you're wearing a wonderful jacket. Can you do me a favor? Can you just like close the jacket so that people could see the words, see oh, the letters at the beginning? I had it like this. See, look at that. Bruins. What's this? You see right there. You right there. I, I love Wrap it up. I got to go. <laughs> you got your you got your autograph signing the 29th in Pasadena. The 28th in Pasadena. Okay. 28th in Pasadena. In Pasadena Comic Con. You can look it up, PasadenaComicCon.com if you're gonna be in the area or if you want to come on out. It's gonna be a lot of great celebrities, wrestlers, entertainers, uh cartoon artists, uh animators. It's gonna be a real fun show. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll go ahead and then continue to that. I'm your host for the Navarro Miller Report with this guy. My name is Dave Navarro, along with this guy that I love what he's wearing, by the way. And I'm Jeremy Miller. We will be back again next Friday. Oh, whatever. We will be back again next Friday. We have a special guest uh, co-host next Friday, so make sure you tune in next Friday from 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to 7 p.m. Wonderful having you guys here on the stream, and of course, have a wonderful weekend, and we will see all of you next time. Have a good night, everyone. You have been listening to The Navarro Miller Report. This episode of the Navarro Miller Report was brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network and sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee.